Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Doing Twitter? There are times when I love it. Yeah. Too much sometimes, right? Yeah. Where's Dan? Uh, we have, I think we have two. Dan, how many? What's our number now total? Can you oh, you're you're <laughs> you Portland, Oregon. Just a uh, peaceful protester being dragged away by <laughs> by authorities, or sorry, uh, brown shirts or whatever Nancy Pelosi says they are. Hello, happy Sunday. Hope everybody's doing well. It is. Um, it has been a crazy few days, but then again, what is new? And uh, it. Maybe the the surprise this year. This has been an extraordinary year. It's quite some insight for me, right? Um, but the first thing, that, like cultural thing, that jumped out at many of us, probably you too, was remember when we when we all went uh, underground here, the Tiger King, learning about that guy and that community and the the woman Carol, whatever, and those uh, all his uh, Tiger King's boyfriends and this like. There was, it was just so bizarre, and it was just, it was just so odd, and it was fascinating, and it was, I just thought it was, now that seems like years ago, doesn't it? But anyway, Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports, who uh, has somehow got himself into the White House, and he interviewed President Trump, and I gotta say, it was a brilliant interview. It was fantastic. Portnoy was fantastic and trump was fantastic donald trump should be doing more of this stuff he should be talking to rogan uh dave rubin uh, uh, get out there go on um what's his name sam harris whatever there are new audiences out there and i think uh, president trump should try to expose 
them to him. This uh, The thing about Portnoy is that he's a lot like Trump. Portnoy somehow, he's from like Milton or whatever, Massachusetts, but he totally seems like a city kid. Totally. And when he was doing Barstool, you know, in, in right after the, like right around 2002, whatever it was, when I, when anyway, when I first heard about it, <clears throat> you know, it was largely, um, when it was the hard copy, you know, it was largely co-eds, pictures of co-eds and things. I remember right, we actually had one. When I worked in radio, we actually had one of the pictures up in our office, me and the news director. And um, we got rep- reprimanded from the big boss and were made to take it down. But that's back when I think when Portnoy was just delivering Barstool, the magazine himself in a van. Guy was a hardworking guy. And he's built an incredible business. And I, I'm glad they're out there. I am glad, glad they're out there. It's a great American success story. And it just starts and from hard work. And a lot of Trump's successes are the same thing, from hard work. Now, you could say also that he's had a lot of failures. But right, the guy's got like 80 different gigs going on at any given time. You know, to, to branch out into your own university and into vodka and into steaks and into this and that takes a busy guy to do that. Say what you will about the end product. <clears throat> takes a busy guy to do that. So Portnoy somehow gets himself into the into the White House, and he's got a um, he he's talking to President Trump. And what what you notice is that I think almost immediately Trump Trump identified Portnoy as his type of guy, and Portnoy very. Uh, wisely chose to open the Q&A with uh, praise. Your son's a big fan of our website. He's a big fan of you. Yeah. I've tried to get, even before this started, I was trying to get a retweet out of him for about six months. Well, we'll do that. He kept, well, you got me on one, we'll but he DM me, I'd be like, get, get the old man to get a retweet, get the numbers up. Oh. <laughs> get the old man to get a retweet, to get the numbers up. He's speaking about the president to his face. Uh, this is... Absolutely, these are two of the same people speaking. Talk business. Well, you do pretty well in that. Yeah, business. yeah. So, well, so are you. Yeah, we are. We did. Good numbers. So, I consider myself, believe it or not, apolitical. I don't consider myself wildly Republican, Democrat, yeah. kind of down in the middle. In fact, this is my first interview I've ever done. So, you I started at the top. You started very well. That's good. And I was going to give you the heads up. I don't. You know, you can tell that it's the first interview a Portnoy's done because it's so conversational. And that's what a good interview does. A good interview is conversational. Just listen to, to we talked about it, Joe Rogan. Another good conversationalist is uh, Bridget Phetasy. She just talks to people, and when people feel comfortable opening up to you, you know, it's because you're you're creating, you know, you're transferring, you're pinging back and forth positive energy, and so it, it allows them to feel like they can trust you. And when they trust you, they say stuff. If you can remember this, you once were on Ali G's show, and you were the only one that sniffed out that it was a fake interview and the whole thing. I don't know if you remember that. That's right. I thought maybe you'd be like, oh, this guy's a fake. Anyways. Now, were you were you involved with that show in some No, way? not at all. I just watched it on TV. But you're right. I was the only one. 30 seconds guys, in and out. I, I, I said, hey, this guy's a total fraud, and I left. And, and everyone else sits out. there for six hours. I know. You're I almost the only gave one that's morning. ever given me credit for that. That was a very sharp move well, because he's, he's pretty good at that. He gets everybody. Um, uh, now, I like this interview. No matter what he does, <laughs> I like this interview now, Mariana. That's right. I said, what yeah. the, what's going on? Mariana Rivera was in there uh, for a Little League thing. They had Little Leaguers out, that, and uh, Trump and Rivera played uh, catch with them. I've got to say that, you know, I'm 47. I used to play baseball as a kid. I was good as up until I was a teenager, and then I kind of just trailed off. I wasn't interested anymore. Trump throws better than I throw now. 
with this guy and I just felt it was a phony deal. Yeah, and, he and said, nobody else did it. Nobody else, nobody else smelled and it And he out. said he was from British Broadcasting Corporation. They called up with everything beautiful, the voice, this is British Broadcast. And then this guy shows up. I said, this is a, but within a very short, like immediately, and thank you very much, you gave me credit. On it, Because I never get credit for anything. I, I'm they, pretty good, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> These are two guys who can work with each other. I can tell you that. This is, this is Reagan and Thatcher. It's a different, uh, in, in 2020's version, anyway. So, Portnoy at one point asked him a, a really thoughtful question. If, if Trump's got all this problem with all the protests going on, what does the right kind of protest look like? One of the things that I have a question for, and again, I think it matters, I'm very curious on the answer. So when the Kaepernick thing started, I was critical of it. And as it's continued, baseball players now, I heard you say, if they kneel, you'll turn the game off. Yeah. And we got the Black Lives Matter protests. So for me, it's like, how does somebody who's dissatisfied, in your, in your world, what's the way for them to show it? Because we don't want them looting and doing all the no. stuff they're doing. To me, that's like a silent protest that is far better than you know going out the streets and create uh, crime. So right. I'm curious, what what would you do if you had an issue with the country or something to show your displeasure? Well, I mean, you can always say you run for office, right? You become successful. You can run for a lower office. You can do things. But there are ways. You get groups together, and they can be very friendly ways of doing it, very successful. I mean, you're going to have rebounds, negative rebounds, if it keeps up the way it is. Like, as an example, Portland, this is crazy. 51 days, you know, we send it. We'll be playing a little audio from Portland for, for uh, audio of a couple of college-educated, really good people is uh, coming in the next few minutes. And very powerful, uh, not military, but very strong people. <laughs> Absolutely not military. People, uh, the police are good, but they were told not to do anything, you know, by the radical left mayor. No, you have to go out and you have to say and speak your mind is good. I think speaking your mind is good, but you have to do it fairly. Uh there you go. Not a bad answer. Trump says get into politics or organize a movement, etc. Right, just condemning the, the, the thugs in Portland. Exactly where he should be. Portland F. Barstool Sports, and this is where you, you can find all this audio up at Barstool Sports and Dave Portnoy's um, Twitter. El Presidente is his Twitter handle. Dave asks Trump then, how do you unite the country? How do we close the divide? Like at my age, it's like it just seems the country, half the country hates the other half. And no matter what you say, you can't get along. So, and you're the lightning rod. There's no doubt about that. I, in my mind, do you agree with that? That you're like the lightning rod? Sometimes for a purpose. I mean, you know. But, yeah. How do we bring it together so the two sides right now that are our heads okay. can be like, you're my guy? I think it was happening. And then we got hit by the China virus, okay? I think it was happening. China Success. Virus. Our country never did better. The highest, the best employment numbers in the history of our country, best unemployment numbers, uh, African-American, Asian-American, Hispanic-American, everybody, best unemployment numbers in history, uh, best stock market we've ever had. Although I must tell you, as you know probably very well, the stock market's almost at the same level right now, which is a great I tribute. wasn't watching it today. That's why I went down today. Okay. I've, I've been killing the stock but market. But the stock market has... It's so funny. You know, what other reporter? If you get uh, you know ABC News in there. Uh, Jim Acosta. Who's going to converse back and forth with the president like that? Nobody. They're going to have their hit, the hit questions and the questions that are made to be viral videos. Uh, you know, Olivia Nozzi's going to ask Donald Trump if he feels responsible for killing more people in the Vietnam War. 
That's what they do. The show ponies do. That's not what Portnoy's doing here. He's having a conversation, and he's getting actual substance out of the president. You may think some of it's flim-flam or not, but there are definitely nuggets that you can get out of this that Portnoy's yielding. He's yielding information here. The charade that we see day after day with the press pool is not what this is. That is about the reporters being activists. This is about having a conversation and uh, with the president and bringing forth thoughts and ideas. It's been yep, absolutely right. great. And a lot of things are happening. Great housing numbers the other day. Great, un- great everything. Yeah, well, maybe not unemployment numbers. Well, we'll skip to the next one. Great housing numbers. We're doing really well. We're trying to get rid of the rest of this pandemic. But success does it. And we were ready to do it. Because if you look at when you say Hispanic or when you say African-American, Asian-American, they were all working. Everybody was making a lot of money. Everybody was doing good. And it was coming together. And then China sent us this horrible, uh, bad present, a real bad present. They could have stopped it. They should have stopped it. And we made a deal. You know, we made a trade deal with China. Mm -hmm. And it was a great deal. But it means much less to me now than it did then because I'm not happy with what they've done to the world. They stopped it going into China from Wuhan, but they didn't stop it going into Europe, the United States, and the rest of the world. So, but we were ready to do it. And the word is success. And I think we're going to have that. I think we're going to have a great next year. We're going to have, I mean, you'll be able to see the results before the election. This is as focused as he has ever sounded. And he's staying on message. Things were good. Things can be good together. Things would be good right now if it wasn't for China the dishonest partner that I've been feuding with on behalf of the American people for three years. For a re-election message, this is exactly where Trump should be. Which is interesting because at the very beginning of November, the election's November 3rd, at the beginning of November, the numbers are going to come out for the third quarter. And I predict those numbers are going to be really great, despite the fact that Democrats want to keep their areas closed because they want the numbers it's, to be right. bad. I mean, can you imagine? Yes. That's You know, I know how you feel about that. Yep. And part of the reason, I think a big part of the reason they do it is for politics. Saying exactly what he should be saying right there. Exactly what he should be saying right there. I do feel that earlier... Um, well, you know what? I'll, I'll, I won't step on that. We'll go to this next one. This is He gets more into Black Lives Matter stuff in the, in the NFL. I don't know that a Black Lives Matter person would be like, well, we know the economy, great, but we still want the president to come out, whether it be Twitter or whatever, and be like, have our back. So that's where like the kneeling and things like that seems like such a small concession in the thing to be like, yep, Donald's our guy. Yeah, I don't like the kneeling. I must be I know, honest yeah. with you. I don't like the kneeling. I didn't like it for the NFL. I, don't. I think there are many ways of showing you're unhappy because when the NFL... I so what was happening? Boy. I know exactly. <laughs> I know that. I've heard that yeah. actually. But uh, and I don't know why he did in the middle of the summer. All of us. Isn't it interesting how absolutely capable is Trump? Trump is at having this conversation with Dave Portnoy. You know, it, any other president, Barack Obama will even say, uh, you know, George H. W. George Bush, Clinton. Will you? Talk about the NFL, and then you have somebody in interviewers who's crazy enough to say, "I hate Roger Goodell." Trump just rolls with it like he's talking about anything else. No, absolutely, and it is kind of showbiz, so it is it, it is in the atmosphere that Trump would want to be at. But 
the fact that this is this is such an easy conversation for him is to me i just think it's hilarious and great sudden sitting in a t-shirt in his basement he came out with this thing about that nobody was even thinking he, about he he spiked that it that's vintage goodell nobody was talking about it and he brought it back to the forefront i don't understand he's talking in the middle of the summer he comes out and he's sitting there and he looked you know nice but i wouldn't say like mariano he looked nice in his t-shirt I wouldn't. In other words, Mariano Rivera looks better than Goodell in his shirt. <laughs> and Trump's going down this uh, fairly bizarre path. And Portnoy, because they're the same guy, goes right with him. Okay. I don't know if I'd look much worse than that, to be honest with you. I wouldn't wear a T-shirt. I think he would have looked better in a suit and That's tie. That's why your Twitter game strong. No, no, he would have looked better in a suit and tie. If I had, if I had any advice, number one, he could have waited till at least the fall. Yeah, right. right. But more shirt importantly, I would have worn a suit. Yes. Or a tie. Or even an open shirt that's loose, not tight. I, I got you. Okay, so he came out with this thing, Dave, and everyone's saying, where did this come from now? Right. And the whole big thing started, and he's made a mistake. I actually have. Agreed. I believe he's made a mistake too. It was just it was shameful. But you know, there's a lot of shameful stuff happening. The question on your presidential powers. So you may not know this, but during the NFL draft, he said, "I'm going to do a charity auction, and somebody can sit in my basement, <laughs> watch Monday Night Football with me, and the charity will go to COVID." Well, I bid and won. I spent two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to win that charity. I won it fair and square. You rejected it. Well, he wanted no part of you, I know. obviously. So I don't yeah. know if you can arrest hey, the guy for that. No, but I think he did a good... That was a wise move. Right? Yeah, by him. It was a very smart move. <laughs> yeah, that's the first nice thing we said about him. Look, he's working hard and everything, but it's... You know, he's the most overpaid guy thing. in the history of human beings. Well, he makes a lot of money. Oh. <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> President Jabari, can you arrest him? How excellent. All right. Portnoy now goes to uh, South... So I do think that uh, what I was saying earlier is that... Trump has had the opportunity several times in the interview to be a little more benevolent in his outreach to those who have concerns, and he didn't go as far as he could have so far, but I really think it's it's still a fantastic interview. Importantly now, uh, presses the president on uh, some style points, especially with dealing with uh, foreign leaders. When you meet world leaders, you stick the handshake on them, and it looks like you're going for the power move. Is that intentional? So before COVID, right now, I guess. Right, you know, now you much, can't. This is pre-COVID. You know, he's the one. The only one I've shaken hands with in a long time. You, because you stuck your hand out. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying, what are we doing? But I shook your hand. Yeah. You were tested? I was tested when I came in here. Otherwise, they'd take you out right yeah, now. Right. <laughs> They'll end the interview. Right? Did you notice that? He stuck his hand out. I say, what do I do here? Uh, rather than insult him, I said, fine. I appreciate that. I, immediately, I don't even think Hey, I immediately stuff. ran, washed yeah. hands. No, but, but, no, but in the days from like four months ago, yeah. I just, you know, I, I, people don't know that I get along really great with the world leaders. I'm tougher with the world leaders than any president's been. I've been tougher on Russia by far with the pipeline, with our military, with the oil. You know, we're now the number one energy in the world, energy producer in the world. Uh, and there's nobody even close. I've been very tough with Russia. I've been very tough with, I mean, China. Nobody's been tough like me with China. And that's not to be tough. That's because for years they've taken advantage of so many countries, not those two only. The whole world, our allies, NATO, the whole world has taken advantage of our country. But despite that, I have a very good relationship with leaders. I mean, because of a handshake? I'll shake them. I mean, I shake their hand. I hug them. You I this. Power no, I have a lot of great hobby of Japan. You know, look, they've been ripping us off for years and years. They send the cars in. There's no tax. We send a car to them. They say, we don't take your cars, you know. 
This is the kind of uh, a thing that we've put up with. We defend these countries. We get nothing for it. And, you know, I've ended a lot of the craziness that's gone on. There we go. All right. The question you all have been waiting for. Portnoy presses the president on Twitter. Do you love doing Twitter? There are times when I love it. Yeah. Too much sometimes, right? Yeah. yeah. Where's Dan? Uh, we have, I think we have... Two, Dan, how many? What's our number now total? 207 million. Can you believe it? What happens to this Twitter account? Can you imagine that? Why has nobody else asked him about it like that? There are times when I love it. Is it yours when it's over? Well, Do you it's lose mine. Those? It's mine. And I don't know if I'll ever use it again, but it certainly uh, was good. It's a platform... Look, we have fake news. You don't know about that, but we have fake news uh, out there. I very much know about that. <laughs> that exists in my world as well. And then, you know, Dave, that uh, we, we, have a, we have a voice. We have a very big voice. When you have the kind of numbers that we have, uh, you're able to get the word out and an honest word, and that's important. So it's been very important for me. Do you sometimes, because you're, I follow you on Twitter, and I know I do this, but my, I'm not the press, well, my nickname is El Prez, but it's, true. I'm a company, so we're That's doing true. it. Do you ever tweet out and be like, wake up, be like, oh man, I wish I didn't send that one out? Often, too often. Yeah. Can you believe? This is gold. Why haven't we heard somebody ask this question? Because they've been out trying to politically destroy the president rather than just, you know, glean information. This is a great stuff. You know, it used to be in the old days before this, you'd write a letter and you'd say, this letter's really bad. You put it on your desk and then you go back tomorrow and you say, oh, I'm glad I didn't send it, right? But we don't do that with Twitter, right? We, we put it out instantaneously. We feel great. And then you start getting phone calls. Did you really say this? I say, what's wrong with that? And you find a lot of things. You know what I find? It's not the tweets. It's the retweets that get you in trouble. <laughs> You've been caught with retweeting. People be like, oh, you just retweeted this crazy person. So you don't even look. You just press the retweet. Well, you just you, fire from the hip. You see something that looks good. <laughs> And you don't investigate it, and you don't look at what's on the helmet exactly, right? Which yeah. is in miniature, and you don't blow it up. And sometimes it's, but I, I have found almost, almost always, it's the retweets that get you in trouble. I've seen that a little bit with you. Yeah, yeah, we all have, Dave. <laughs> all right, they move to uh, Dr. Fauci. So uh, Fauci's throwing out the first pitch. You give him any tips, you think he's going to be able to... I mean, he seems like a little guy. I've never seen him. Are you expecting a good pitch here? Well, they say he was a good basketball player, and he is a very How nice tall guy. is he? They are now talking about the sports history of the uh, epidemiologist uh, guy leading the, leading the coronavirus team. They're talking about now his height and his prowess at sports from probably the 1950s. Not, well, he's not tall, but he was a fast little guard, and they okay. say, they say, no, they say he was a good basketball player, and he's actually a very nice guy. We don't always agree on everything. You know, he'd Listen. like to do things that I don't like to do, but ultimately I make the decision. But we make it all a group of people, and he's been here for like 45 years, for many, many years. And uh, he's a nice man, actually. So I started doing, I'm a sports guy. Good. Like sure. the company that bought us, Penn National, or gambling company. So sports gambling is a big part of what we do. I switched the stock market, actually, right. day trading. So Fauci is on my X list because every time he talks and says the companies, the country should stay inside, my yeah. stocks tank. So I don't like that aspect yeah. of it. No, he'd like to see it closed up for a couple of years, but that's okay because I'm president. So I say, well, I appreciate your opinion. Now give me another opinion, somebody, please. Overrule. Yeah, you overrule. No, well, you have to. And... 
No, we're open and we're doing well. And I just had a press conference about opening the schools. You got to open the schools. They have a stronger immune system even than you have or I have. Well, I, that's not saying the much kids. For me. That's yeah. not saying. <laughs> no, I got that. But uh, they do. They have an, It's amazing. You look at the percentage. It's a tiny percentage of one percent. And in that one case, I mean, a couple, I looked at a couple of cases. If you have diabetes, if you have you know problems with something, but. Uh, the kids are in great shape, so we want to open the schools, and we're opening the country. And we had great numbers announced the other day. And two weeks ago, we had the best, the best, the biggest number of jobs we've ever had. And the month before that, we had the same thing. A lot of good things are happening, and I think it looks like a V. We have a lot of people that would like to see their states closed. I have a feeling on November fourth they'll open them up. I think they want to do it for political reasons. But we're doing well. The polls are starting to really shape up. You know, Dave, uh, we were doing great. We were sailing. George Washington would have had a hard time beating us. <laughs> and then when the China virus came in, all of a sudden, you know, it's a dampener. Right. It really is. Well, it's a COVID's downer. Yeah. Well, it's a downer, though, and, you know, psychologically. Right. And uh, it went down, and now we're, we're really starting to do well. We're looking really good in a lot of different places. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so we, that we start to look good. I think as far as COVID deaths goes, the percentage is not where it could be, which is which is somehow a, a, it's a positive thing. I mean, it could be much more horrific than it is. Uh, the economy, I think people, the economy wants to get back to where it was. People want to do spending, et cetera, et cetera. We'll get to that in a second. We're going to talk about what uh, Andrew Cuomo's fears are about the economy, but we'll just wrap up with this last cut with uh, Portnoy and Trump. I'm sure you've been asked this. It's one of the questions that I had when I was thinking what I would ask you here, because you theoretically, for somebody like me who's sports, entertainment, having fun, um, you had the dream life, seemingly, and there's a part of me that's like, I wonder if he ever, you know, I know the answer's going to be no, regrets it, because now, I mean, you're the most famous person in the world. My guess is nobody ever said, hey, I don't like Donald Trump before he became president, but now everyone has an opinion, and your life has changed forever, when seemingly you had the dream life beforehand. I was in so many rap songs, <laughs> like 79 or something. Yeah. I was in every rap. This is before I did this, right? It's a very interesting thing that you say, because the best day in my life in terms of business and life and everything was the day before I announced I'm running for president. Everything was good. The company was good. I was, I, I had finished up a lot of jobs that were very successful. It was, and then I said, I want to do this. Now, I'm really glad I did, but I was treated very unfairly with fake Russia, you know, Russia, right. Russia, Russia, and Ukraine, Ukraine, all fake stuff. It's, it's a very vicious business. Somebody said, who's the toughest in the world to deal with? Is it Russia? Is it China? Could it be North Korea? I said, no, the toughest is the United States. It's the toughest to deal with. Uh, When you look at what I have to do, I have to focus on the big picture, but I also have to focus. I have so many people. All right. Well, you get it there. So uh, you go to Barcelona Sports and check out the uh, the video. It's cut into three different videos um, on Portnoy's Twitter. And I thought it was a a great interview. It was an excellent conversation. It showed uh, them. It showed Trump not really being defensive. And in uh, Portnoy asking great questions, and they, it was a conversation. And you don't see a lot of people never see that side of Trump. They only see the fiery rhetoric and what the media ch- you know, ch- chooses to show them—the dark speeches and all that stuff's already massaged through the media. But so by the time it hits, you know, a person who's got a job to do, that the, the, they they see something very different than is uh, the reality. 
Something that's different than the reality as well is Governor Andrew Cuomo, uh, what he's done in New York City compared to what they're telling you he's done in New York City. The um, the Cuomo last week uh, rejiggered his alcohol policy, so New Yorkers, they can't have alcohol uh, unless the restaurant, the bar, is serving food. So uh, starting last week, establishments are only not permitted to serve alcohol to people who are ordering food. The idea is that if you're if you're drinking a lot of booze without food, then you're going to hang around drunkenly, hang out, and spread the coronavirus. Uh, let's see, the new rule drew immediate condemnation on social media with the critics saying that many bars do not serve food and were relying on an outdoor drink service. So for those bars, what some of those places did was say, okay, what we're going to do is then serve uh, like hot dogs and potato chips and this and that, whatever it takes to technically serve food. Um, the uh, Cuomo also announced three strikes in your closed initiative that could shut down bars and restaurants with three or more violations for failing to enforce the social distance, distancing. Um, and so, you know, once again, thanks Governor Cuomo for being a friend, a, a, a friend to business. So what happened was some of these restaurants then that were just bars, some of these bars will say, said fine. And they started serving things like Cuomo fries and, uh, and other things like that. So Saratoga Springs, uh, let's see, it was uh, Harry Harvey's restaurant and bar uh, introduced $1 Cuomo chips to comply with the new guidelines and things like that. So Cuomo chips, etc. Now Cuomo has ratcheted up. He is angry that he was made fun of by these uh, by these restaurants who were serving Cuomo chips and other things who that mocked him. So now... He has ramped up the rules, so you can't just serve small stuff anymore. Cuomo now, he wants you to have to serve big stuff because he was being made fun of. This is punitive. He literally did this because he is being made fun of. This is him last week, a couple days ago, a declaration for these bars of things are getting away with something. To be a bar, you had to have food available, soups, sandwiches, etc., more than just hors d'oeuvres, chicken wings. You had to have some substantive food. The lowest level of substantive food were sandwiches. Not chi- So, no, you're not going to get away with chicken wings, says the governor over Buffalo, New York, where the buffalo wing was invented. Can you imagine what a jerk this guy is? Such a thin skin that no, 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 no. You think you're going to play have Cuomo chips? Well, you better be making soups, et cetera, et cetera. Just sticking it to the restaurant industry, in the bar industry, you know, the hospitality industry. Just sticking it to them, saying, no, you don't joke about me. I mean, this guy is nutso. This is absolutely crazy. He, it was him. There's 32 or 33,000, maybe 34,000 dead in New York because he stuck sick people in nursing homes and decimated entire populations. And now he's acting as if somebody else, no, it's you guys, the bars and the social distancing. He's acting like they did something wrong, trying to shame them and trying to harass them and harangue them with his shakedown. What a shameless, what a shameless guy. That is disgusting. He's just selling posters. He is terrible. There are in these, it's it's so interesting. All these Northeast states, they missed the ball. They they were ready for the fight, and they thought the front lines would be the ICU 
units, and they thought the front lines would be the big city hospitals, and they waited, and they waited, and they waited, and the enemy snuck around them, out, outflanked them, and snuck into the nursing homes and killed everybody. Not everybody, but it killed thousands and thousands and thousands. And for these guys to go around Cuomo to be on a victory tour, to get, for these guys to walk with their heads up, they should be hanging their heads in shame. They effed this up. <laughs> All right, what what to next? Should we go to um, Minneapolis Walmart Nazis or rioters? We'll end with rioters because it's, it's, the audio is enjoyable. So there's this... Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of bad ideas in 2020. This couple, and I think they're Trump fans, decided in Minneapolis, in the Walmart, they decided that they would, because because they don't like wearing the masks, they feel like it's uh, the big hand of big government oppressing them, they have decided to uh, symbolize this by wearing masks that have that feature swastikas on them. They're full, like, red, like, Nazi masks, masks, this couple. And they're, the theme of this is that they're they're not, they're saying they're not Nazis, but they're but uh, that if Joe Biden wins, then we'll essentially be under Nazi rule, and the masks are just the first step. I think that's essentially the theme. So anyway, obviously somebody was going to confront them in the Walmart, and this is what we're hearing here. You're sick. Yeah, you're sick. You have an illness. You can't be American and wear that mask. You cannot. We literally had a war about this. We didn't have a war about masks. Um, you know, I understand what you're saying. This guy who's confronting them. And I, I don't like this guy either. I don't like confronters, it, no matter how just the cause. I kill Nazis. Another guy with, that's another guy who said, I kill Nazis. That's a guy with like a Blue Lives Matter shirt now. You're wearing a swastika. She's ironically wearing a swastika. See, there, I think that, that maybe that's the the uh, the takeaway here. There's no good way to wear a swastika, especially in 2020. And maybe we, that should be a, a rule to live by. For Biden, you're going to be in Nazi Germany. That's what it's going to be like. You're You're literally wearing a Nazi flag right now. It, we know she is, okay? Just don't help. Yeah, because socialism is going to happen here in America. You're, You're sick. sick. Yeah, you literally had a war about this. I don't like that guy one bit. I, it, you may remind me of Richard Dreyfuss. He reminds me of somebody. Who is that voice? Who does he remind me of? Um, but uh, he's a jerk. The Nazi-wearing people are morons. This is a convention of morons at the self-checkout counter in uh, Walmart. The Nazis lost. Thanks for that. Good reason. Please, don't wear those masks. Shut up. Shut up. Okay, they're idiots, okay? They have stupid offensive masks. Leave the Walmart. You've been filming them for two minutes. Leave the Walmart. What a jerk. You we cannot call yourself you an American. I'm we not a Nazi. Then why are you wearing the f***ing mask? Because I'm trying to tell you. You're sick. Turn off the Fox News Biden. and wake up. Take, Take off the mask right now. 
Look at the woman having an emotional breakdown, literally like melting. Take off the mask right now. Calm down. Calm down. They're just dumb people, okay? Don't worry about it. That mask is bullshit. It's so incredibly offensive. You're not an American if you wear that mask. We literally had a war about this. I don't know. Yeah, we get it. We literally had a war about this. Did we literally have a war about that? I'm never sure. Okay. All right, we will finish up with this. I've got company, company coming over. i got to go out and get ice and beer and uh, some food to feed folks. You can come over, too, if you live around here. Just um, right off the uh, near the Merrimack River. So here's a big uh, In Portland, uh, a, a rioter is seen uh, apprehended by the police. And in, guess what he screams? You'll be shocked. Oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. That is a supposed young man who is being handcuffed. No doubt, a um, a probably working on his master's degree. Congratulations, by the way, for producing such a fine young man screaming. Because Mr. Tough Guy then got got apprehended, so he screamed at the cops and screamed for all to hear through the city of uh, streets of Portland, saying he couldn't breathe. And seconds later, there's another video just showing him being carted off. He can breathe just fine. So, no, this is my guy right here. This guy, nothing, screams Portland rioter, you know, really tough, um, what's that called, arsonist, really tough guy, jihadi, jihadist, uh, you know, a liberator. This is the anti-fascist. This is my guy right here. You treat us like rich! You purposely us! You beat us back! We did nothing! Yeah, everybody's fine. No mental health problems whatsoever. No, we don't have a national pandemic of mental health, serious mental health issues. Nothing. Everything's fine. I hope you have a fine day. I'll see you tomorrow. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.